Welcome to Digital Dudes Podcast. I'm David hosting alongside, I'll give Megan Haas second entry this time, and Adam Walters. So um, Megan's reporting to us from Mexico, as you guys have heard, and we were just, she was just complaining about her Amazon Prime account not transferring. Not that that has anything to do with this, Megan, but now I can't get it off the brain that you have to buy a second <laughs> Prime account. So I feel bad for you. All right, but also, that's not what we're here. Um, just one more complaint there. They also, because I can't use my Amazon Prime for TV shows. Like they only have a select few I can watch, but I can't stream all of the shows that I would like to. So what do you get a show that you wouldn't otherwise? Cause I'll tell you when Adam was like beating on me to, to watch save the last dance, I had to switch my VPN to England so I could watch that. So, uh, is there a show you get that you wouldn't get in the U S? Um, that's a good question. I, this is, I really wanted to watch the, um, Royal, interview when it came out and the only place I could think of was going to prime but I couldn't watch anything on there so I never watched it um I wouldn't say the only one I was watching on prime last I think was billions I think yes but I I had the showtime subscription so I would watch some stuff from there freaking love billions such a yeah. I can't wait till that shows back so it's been too long yeah. all right well uh we're here though to talk about discovery ads not discovery New shows, ha <laughs> ha, segue. Uh, so, <laughs> Adam, what is uh, tell us about Discovery Ads? What the heck are these things? Yeah, so Discovery Ads are, are a fairly new product. They started uh, Google kind of rolled these out in 2019 in, in beta, and they've been I think now they're ro- fully rolled out, but they were kind of a slow rollout, I'll say, across uh, all their customers. But a Discovery Ad is more of a, I'll say, it's similar. It reminds me a lot of like the re- responsive display ads. Um, which are kind of like a catch-all, basically. But they appear, it's one ad, one campaign, one ad you create, but it will show up on Gmail, YouTube, and the Google Discovery app. Um, I think if you have like an Android or a Google Pixel or something like that, it'll show up there. Um, But what you can do instead of creating an individual campaign, individual ad for all these products, you just will enter in a couple different images, a logo, and some text, and it'll reformat it based on the platform it's showing up on. So it's a very efficient way to show up on all these platforms without having to have a separate budget, a separate campaign, and and go through like the legwork of creating all these separate things if you just want some some basic exposure across the, across the board here. Yeah. I have the Pixel, so my like news feed is all of is all of these discovery ads. And um, I was telling Megan before we got started that actually these uh, do uh, they do get me like I'm not on Instagram I'm not on these other platforms and like every time Nicole brings a new product to me and she's like oh we got a or a new order from someplace that's not Amazon I see it arrive I'm like oh, this was an Instagram like she got <laughs> caught in the net um, but yeah uh, the, the discovery ads do get me it, it tends to serve things though that actually frankly really do appeal to me like it'll be like um, other tech startups or SaaS products or things that I find interesting I don't get served with like you need this new toe spreading machine. Like it just, you know, it's, it is well targeted. Um, but Megan, I think you were saying it, they not only in the newsfeed, but it's um, uh, YouTube and, um, and Gmail. So this, did this replace Gmail ads or did this just kind of be what they've morphed into? 
It's just um, another option, really. You can run like Gmail ads directly, um, or you can do kind of the full package with Discovery and let Google optimize for where it's best performing. Um, so either works. Yeah. Do you guys still break out Gmail separately, or do you do like launch now everything with Discovery and then just say, I only want Gmail? I would say Gmail's not as popular. Um, we kind of had a phase where people were really buying into Gmail and we saw some really good performance metrics and then it kind of tailed off. Um, so we've had different ideas of how to like work with uh, Gmail. Obviously, if you're sending the same creative for two months, like it's just not going to do very well. So it might be something that works better in sprints with promotions or those sort of things. Um, but that's future testing. Cool. Well, good to know. All right. So let's get into what did you guys find about discovery ads? I guess I usually go back to Megan for this. What uh, what the data tell you? Yeah. So the data was interesting as always. Um, I would say we, to start, we compared this against standard non-brand performance within search. So I do think we need to take a next step to this and compare it against kind of our display performance, because this is a little bit more of a display tactic, but it is really interesting to compare since we do set it up within a search account. Um, so it has way more impressions, far more clicks. Um, the click-through rate is quite a bit lower, as we would expect for a more display tactic. Um, CPC is quite a bit lower. Conversions were lower, but still, um, I would say still pretty good for, again, for a display tactic. Um, a lower conversion rate and a higher CPL. However, to note, for some of these, it was interesting looking at the individual account performance because we tested these on five different accounts. Um, for three of them, the CPL was higher. Two specifically was like very much increased. But for two accounts, we actually saw a lower CPL than our non-brand um, paid search campaigns. And those were for two lease-ups. So it's kind of been a discussion is like, is this a good tactic for a new, a new launch, like a new property? Yeah, really interesting. Um, I know that people can't see the metrics, um, obviously listening to the episode. But um, an enormous amount of impressions, and the cost per click was only fifty-three cents for these, versus on paid search, non-brand is three and a half dollars. But click-through rate, as you're saying, like if let's just start comparing now, almost against display, but click-through rate on the discovery was one point two six percent, which is super strong. Like you don't see that kind of click-through rate with normal display ads, so that's fascinating. Um, and your CPL was still acceptable. It looks like you guys were averaging $130 cost per lead as the, I'll say, like last attribution source versus like, does this, um, and Adam, is there any way to like start using this for retargeting purposes to like sort of help? help? Okay, yeah, go into it. Yeah, so we could definitely use this as as retargeting. I think this is a great, like, like I said, similar to display where it is upper funnel. So like if you look at it, it's kind of an, uh, an in-between of it's not pure display, but it's not really search. They're not intentively looking to to look at an apartment when they see your ad. So it's kind of this this in-between, but closer to display. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Like the click-through rate is way higher than we would expect on display. The cost per click is kind of right there. Even the the conversion volume and, and CPL is way lower than we would see it on display. Typically for display, I mean, if we get one one form fill a, a month, that's a pretty good you know, amount of form fills coming from display, depending on budget, just because it's such a higher funnel tactic. Mm -hmm. Where with this, it is, you're still seeing a ton. And to Megan's point earlier, there, there are some accounts where it outperforms your non-brand search, which is something, you know, your standard display will almost never do. Um, it is very image focused, obviously. So kind of to Megan's point, these newer properties that are lease-ups that have 
brand new amenities, you know, I'll say more updated, cooler images, then it's going to outperform, you know, a property that's 25 years old and, and hasn't been updated probably. But definitely, I'll say good for that brand awareness portion of... Uh, <laughs> Well, so to recap, um, you can get an insane amount of it. Well, actually, I didn't confirm this. You guys gave cost per click. Is this served on a cost per click basis or is this served on like a CPM basis? It's cost per click because it's still run through Google Ads. That's what I figured. Um, but previously with their display, didn't they have an option to move to CPM for display stuff? Yeah, um, yep. but I'm, I'm pretty positive we set this up with CPC. Yeah. But we, it sounds like we might have an option to do CPM then if if so desired. Okay. So uh, great, I would say co great cost per click, great CPM regardless. Um, conversion rate really high for uh, an upper funnel tactic, as Adam said. You can build it into retargeting campaigns or reprospecting campaigns. Like I remember you guys did a case study that said like, are you still interested or still interested? And what's cool about these ad units is with regular like display ads that are 300 by 250, it's hard to say, are you still interested? You have to kind of just say still interested because there's so few space. In this case, the ad units are much more prominent. And so I feel like you could do like a, a more, I don't know, brand uh, centric version of like still interested uh, and use that for the retargeting. So this seems pretty actually, great. I was going to say that would be interesting because um, for this, we haven't used any like display type creative. We've used imagery from the website um, and we try to use really high quality images. This works a little bit better for luxury properties. So when we have that to work with, these tend to perform better. Um, so it would be interesting to test continuing with the um, just imagery from the website versus more display kind of creative um, and what performs better. Cause maybe I feel like it would continue doing better with the onsite creative, but it could be very wrong. Yeah. Well then what are the overall uh, conclusion and next step of this with discovery ads? How, how would you guys work them into a recommendation? Yeah. So I think it, it depends on what the client is focused on. Um, I would say these are great, especially for lease ups when you're looking on kind of like growth over efficiency necessarily. Um, but I would say there's, we need to kind of do some next steps in the data that we're looking at. So one, compare it to display performance and see, um, what differences we have there and then roll out some creative testing and kind of become, uh, we're seeing really good encouraging initial results, but I think we have room to understand and be a little bit more experts in the space with this ad type. Cool. Adam, would you treat it any other way? Nope. I, uh, I completely agree. I think you always need to figure out where it falls in the media mix between search and display. But I, I agree. I think it's great for, for lease ups and where you're trying to focus more on getting your that brand awareness and, and built out that upper funnel as well. What, what I think is interesting, taking a quick step back, um, when it comes to online marketing, when uh, AdWords first came out, you could buy clicks for like 10 cents. And now like clicks for some things like digital marketing agency, if we did that, they'd be $40. And uh, so as each, basically the longer each market exists, the more that becomes an efficient marketplace and the less opportunity there is to kind of exploit that marketplace. So you see this like then when Facebook first came out, a lot of companies built their entire advertising cost per acquisition campaigns on Facebook, like, uh, like those mattress companies, right? And then a bunch of mattress companies started shipping like Casper mattresses online. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's not as efficient. Um, then like uh, when Spotify advertising first came out, it's like, it's really effective because very few people have rushed, done the gold rush there, right? I still think there's room with Spotify. I'd still say there's room with LinkedIn. Like uh, 
people, some folks really concentrate on LinkedIn, but consumer products and, and uh, housing that don't focus on LinkedIn. So I think there's still room. So this is one of those categories. This is one of those areas, this discovery where I think there, it might be one of those times where it's like, Hey, it's still early and you can kind of lead the front wave and, and get some extra benefit out of it, but just know it's more experimental as you're saying, Megan, and you can't, it's not going to be as consistent, but it, it may be worth a try versus let's say if, if you were like, ah, programmatic uh, display is not working for me here, then maybe try discovery because it kind of fits that same thing, but uh, maybe better in that market. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, anything else you guys want to hit real quick or do we cover it? I think we got it. Cool. Well, if you guys listening don't know what a discovery ad looks like, um, shoot, I was going to say I would expect us to have a blog on this by now, but I don't know if we do have a blog on that yet, do we? Nope. It's a brand, yeah, okay. it's a brand new case study, so we haven't put together the blogs yet. It's hot off the press. Okay. From Q1. So eventually, yeah, eventually there'll be a blog. But in the meantime, if you just if you just run a, a search for Google Discovery Ads, you'll come up with their help article that Megan sent me that has an example newsfeed, YouTube, and Gmail ad, and they're pretty attractive looking. So it's worth knowing about at least. Uh, but thanks you too. Appreciate you guys taking the time and pulling this together. Absolutely. Yeah.